Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 95 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor of the Porch Community Church, and I'm here, as always, with my very good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? It's going well. It's going very well. I hate to be like, it's going great. I just like to, you know, keep it keep it middle of the road. You're mid. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was just watching the, the uh, not the funeral, but the... The procession of the queen's casket body being taken to Westminster Abbey, where she will lie in state. So I was watching all that this mm. morning on the TV. Yeah, I, I'm I, I, I'm kind of jaded with that kind of stuff. Mm. With royal stuff? Yeah, no, because my like with the pomp and circumstance. Yes, because well, I mean, I'm I'm actually probably a lot more british than most people say that they have british backgrounds because mm-hmm. my um <clears throat> great-grandfather was an american world war ii soldier yes he got injured in d-day got brought back to london and he fell in love with his english nurse of course at, at, like it should be a movie right <laughs> so my grandmother had dual english and oh, american citizenship so gotcha. like she's yeah 50 percent english born in london kind of yeah thing. And she was all about that stuff. But when Princess Diana died, like mm-hmm. in the mid-90s, right? Yeah, like yeah. 95, it, 96? Mm, it would have been probably 97, I think. Okay. I remember what house I lived in. I lived here in Valdosta. Yeah. And I happened to be up late at night, and, and the car wreck happened. Okay. And so I, like, watched it nonstop. Okay, so... Like, the, yeah. <laughs> nonstop being the key. <laughs> okay, so at the oldest, I am six. Right. When this happens. Okay, okay. And they put it on every, every channel. Every channel that was a channel yes. at that time. And that meant I couldn't watch my cartoons. And you know what the most important <laughs> cartoons are? Your Saturday morning, like uh-huh. Fox Kids yeah. cartoons and oh, shows. Fox Kids. Wow. See, I, you're, you're not speaking my language. I don't know these things. And so. you know what the most popular show around 96, 97 Power Rangers. Ah. And at that time frame, I remember being livid mm-hmm. because it was supposed to be like a big episode of Power Rangers. And yep. there was this British lady's funeral on TV. Yeah, she died on August 31st, 1997. Yeah, so that means like the fall season had just started uh-huh. and it was the new episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you know who else died on uh, August 31st, 1997? No. Which gets hidden away in history no mother Teresa. oh yeah uh so yeah it was it was a sunday that this happened um according to the googles and uh so yeah so that was a week long of coverage so that would have been well into um yeah it was all over the place during that time so for sure and at that and because of the way tv worked then like national events like Mm -hmm. or world events like that and then hurricanes would always like <laughs> knock out the cartoons on. So Saturday you don't like morning. hurricanes either? No. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm a um, I I don't know if I, I've never called myself an Anglophile. I do drink a lot of tea, and I love British television series, things like that. So, 
maybe I am like a closet anglophile. I didn't know it. Um, there, I'm interested of English history to a point, and then when it almost about the time that the it becomes like parliament's in charge. Yeah. And the royal family is just a state mm-hmm. head at that point. Yeah. I kind of lose interest in it. But yeah, like I don't, when, yeah. But when they can make like real world decisions and stuff like that, yeah. it's very interesting to me. Yeah. I, historically, I'm not so much. I think it's just the vibe. I don't know what it is. Anyway, but I, but like, so for me growing up, um, my first interest in the royal stuff was when Charles and Diana Uh, were engaged to be married and then suddenly she was on everything so like watching that wedding was huge i mean everything shut down for that i mean all the channels covered the charles and diana wedding um and then you know different things through then then her funeral Mm -hmm. um i was in hospital if if i wanted to be british i'd say i was in hospital uh, they don't say the whenever they talk about hospital. It's just really? in hospital. Yeah. So I was in the hospital um, about to have Mallory. I was in there for a couple of days during the um, William and Kate wedding. So I got I just got to watch TV and watch all that. Um, My night nurse actually was a friend of mine. And so she would just hang out and or not hang out, but she would spend extra time <laughs> uh, in my room because that's when the wedding was going on. So, uh, yeah, so I've just kind of watched all these things yeah, historically. Okay. Anyway, anyway, I don't know how we got off on that track, but that's why, that's what I was doing this morning. So, watching okay. all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that stuff's interesting. I, yeah. I just can't. It's not your. It's not my cup of tea. You're not going to stop. <laughs> oh, hey. But, but, so, what else is going on in your world um, and, and, and everything? Apparently, Carolina is six, and then when we're done after this, I have to go pick her up. But She's sick, not six. six. Yeah, six. Okay. I was like, what? Okay. And then I finally got something fixed that drove me insane for a week. Okay. You know, uh, our 167 podcast hasn't been a sermon companion, companion for a little while, right? Yes. And then we switch it to being a sermon companion. And? And we have issues with it being published to Apple Podcasts. We don't have any issues for a year and a half. Zero. And then Shannon goes, hey, we're going to attach this back to the series. <laughs> and then with that podcast, it goes, you text me on Thursday and you go, hey, it's not up. And I go, yes, yeah. it is. I, it's there. I you listen through Spotify or just whatever no, you what I, what I do is I wake up or I schedule it on Wednesday before. Uh-huh. And then the first thing I do when I wake up on thursdays mm-hmm. is to check uh soundcloud and make sure it is up and then there's been at least two plays right and that means it people it's, can access it yeah yeah but when you you solely listen on apple podcasts yeah and so yeah that's all no yes i listened only through apple yeah yeah so if you didn't see it then that means it wasn't pushed there and then i spent all day thursday trying oh, to figure it out fun times and then actually five or six podcasts that i listened to their podcast, like they released statements that they weren't able to get their podcast yeah. up either. So, well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So, but it's fixed now. Yay. Yeah. 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 So, um, we, like you mentioned, we're doing the, uh, we're dedicating, um, the next couple of episodes to our Leviticus series as a companion to it because it's, it's just, it, the book in and of itself is just, there's so much, there's so much detail. There's so much that you could go into. Um, and I find that as I'm working on my messages, I'm, you know, I'm saying like, you know, I'm telling you or Kristen or whomever, I'm like, yeah, so I've got, you know, X amount of number of, of pages for my message. And we all kind of know where my 
normal page yeah, uh, number is. And so I'm like, yeah, I've got 11 pages for my message. And and uh, Josh kind of goes, okay, I'll bring my pack of lunch that day. But mm. I end up taking a lot of that, and then we Move use it, over it for here, here. yeah, yeah and, and different things like that. It works that. out so, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so I started off the message on Sunday. So if you want to, if you didn't listen to it, go back and listen to Leviticus week two. Um, but I, I posed this question to everyone and I, I, this was something I, I I don't know how beneficial it'll be, but I think it's a very good uh, illustration as to how we just don't appreciate something until, you know, you have a better understanding of it, you know? Right. Um, you know, so you talk about being like a history buff and liking those things. I think, you know, you have a greater appreciation for something when you understand what happened before. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true of just about, I would think, anything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, I posed that question on Sunday was, does it bug you when someone just doesn't get it, when they just don't get it, especially if they don't seem to be trying to understand, um, or sometimes it just might be impossible. Um, Ooh, yeah. And I was thinking about one uh, <clears throat> with with me. Yeah. And it's it seems so simple to me. Ah. But it's yep. a completely different thought process for someone else. Uh-huh. And I get frustrated because they don't think like me and they don't uh-huh. and they don't understand this. How does this not make sense to you? It's this yeah. plus this equals this. Yeah. And that frustrates me to know it. What is it? Just in general? It, it well, see, in, I was I thought you were going to be like tech, technology well, tech, type yeah, like, yeah. yeah. like production, right? Yep. Like to me running like case in point uh, several years ago, we used to, it used to be the bane of our existence with the people running our per presenter, <laughs> you know, like they, they weren't paying as close attention as we needed to. Yeah. And then there would always be like one or two slides missed and it would cause us kind of like, yeah, like with people the word, to be yeah. distracted. Yeah. You know, we haven't had that issue in several, several years Yeah, from like occasionally yes. slides will be missed, but, but just getting people to understand <laughs> to right when they're. Like four words yes. before they're done with the slide, <laughs> yes. hit the button. Yeah, that's a thing for me for sure. Yeah, but uh, you know, you make a good point because how often do I preface uh, something I'm going to ask you as I know I'm ignorant on this, or I'm sure I don't understand this, mm-hmm. and then I ask the question, and then often you're like, "Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying," and, and you're very nicely saying, "Yes, you are ignorant about that, and I already figured that out, or whatever." But um, <laughs> well, I mean, I I just lit. I live in a almost completely different brain world than almost everybody else on staff mm-hmm. from a technic to yeah. a technical standpoint. I mean Justin's probably the yeah. most yeah, 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 yeah. And and so That's like, very true. Yeah. But then I don't understand like stuff that like when you and Justin go off on like passering tangents <laughs> I'm just like well, I okay. can make a video of that. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. So, um, you know, we just, perspective lends itself to understanding. I think understanding what's significant of something or backstory. And so I, I thought of this example, and it could just be a total waste of time, but I'm going to waste your time and tell you, tell you anyway. But here's the story I think is helpful about having a perspective. And this is regarding inconvenience or convenience i guess is the better thing to think of what we might consider to be a very inconvenient thing so we bought a new fridge Mm. at the patterson house a couple months ago um and uh these are really exciting times when you're an adult when you're buying appliances it's like yes i i you know 
that's, that's I just bought an air conditioner. Yeah, so that's I know when you know what you're you adulting, right? Yeah. So, and we wanted, uh, we had one of those tall side by sides, right? Mm-hmm. And so the yeah. freezer side was really narrow and just we didn't like it. So we really wanted one of those side by side at the top, but then the freezer, the freezer drawer at the bottom. At the bottom. And so um, we knew we wanted that style. We had we we shopped and shopped and looked around, and uh, we finally. Uh, it, within the price range we wanted with like a millimeter to spare to fit into, you know, the cabinetry the way it is, um, we found a side-by-side with the freezer drawer pull-out. The only problem was it just has a water dispenser at, outside the door where, you know, you put your cup and fill it up. There's Aww. no ice dispenser. That's annoying. It's just water. And so I was like, oh, let's keep looking for an ice dispenser or whatever. And um, we didn't, so we ended up getting it. So you're right, big inconvenience, right? So now well, you gotta you gotta bend over, pull yeah. out the freezer door. There's a there's a ice tray, and it makes ice. Okay, it so goes, it makes ice. Yeah, it does make the ice, but you have to like pull the drawer out, and and then, and it comes out there, and then now is that. This yes. is this is way too many questions uh-huh. on a podcast that's not meant to be. But are ones with the freezer at the bottom? Does it normally not have an ice dispenser like that? I don't know. I'm okay. not. No, I think they do. I think they do okay. have an ice dispenser, but I'm not sure. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so um, major inconvenience, you know, just the water dispenser. So. Now, here's the perspective part. My great, you talked about your great grandparents. My great grandfather, Milton Clark was an ice man not not like ice man from top gun but like he was an actual ice man he delivered ice yeah. twice a day um to homes and businesses and this was in a time when you there was not refrigeration a lot of people didn't have electricity um in the meeker oklahoma area and so he would deliver ice and they would have some sort of ice box with you know, yeah, metal that's lighting. Called ice box. Yeah, exactly um and so he was an ice man and um so he would you would in order to get the ice you have to you know they people didn't have yetis back then so you need to have the ice delivered and then the next day you needed ice delivered you know if you wanted to keep anything cold this mm-hmm. is what you had to do um so ice was delivered in blocks which had been broken up by larger blocks it, there's this whole process with ammonia and whatever that makes ice um but they would uh these large they had these large iron ice hooks that were used to carry the you know they'd pull up get the ice hooks, grab the block, and carry it up to the house. Um, Now, before the ice blocks were small enough blocks to fit in ice boxes, they had to be broken by a pick. Mm -hmm. So imagine the opening scene from Frozen Yep. when they're singing. Um, So uh, (laughs) one of those picks got my great-grandfather Milton right in the hand, and an infection set in, gangrene. He ended up losing Mm -hmm. his hand, and he got a hook put on. To help break up the ice? <laughs> to carry the ice. Yeah. So he was an ice man with a hook. So um, he got a... Now, a side note to this side note. My brother has his, like, uh, uh, chest of drawers. Mm-hmm. And the very top uh, drawer would be, like, a place for, you know, back in the day it would have been, like, for watches and change, you know, tie clips or whatever, right? Um, there is a... Uh, uh, indention and discoloration on this chest because he would open and close it with the hook. That's that's cool. Yeah, so anyway, that's a side thing. Here's the whole reason I tell that story. What I think is inconvenience is absolutely nothing compared to 
people who had to have ice delivered to their house or someone who whose sole job it was to make ice into blocks, put it on a truck, deliver it to a house, and do that day after day after day. Now, he probably, I mean, he loved his job, so, and an ice man was kind of like, you know, a lot of times uh, little boys want to be like, you know, I want to be a policeman when I grow up or a fireman or whatever. Um, Iceman was one of the things that a lot of kids wanted to be when they were little in that during that in the early 1900s 1910s yeah because yeah. having ice would have been oh yeah a luxury oh yeah so yeah. and it just seemed cool yeah. and like they got to have the ice so anyway um so you know you might want to edit that whole story out nah. after this um but the point is um about perspective is an understanding is that that story brings it together for me regarding what i consider convenience versus what really is convenience um, or what I consider maybe to be an inconvenience. Actually, many people would say, oh, that's a serious convenience. You know, the fact that you have ice. You oh, know, I mean, our entire our entire world is the convenience. Yes. Of answered inconvenience of yesterworld. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you yeah. can look at anything. Every Yeah, I think everything is about how can things be more convenient. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just sending a text message to someone across the planet yeah. in seconds is is an answer to an inconvenience of it taking hmm. so long to get... Yeah. Uh, telecommunication across the ocean. Yeah, question. Were you in the texting uh, phase of your life when there were still limits on your texts and it cost money? Or yeah. were you past that? I mean, were you? did you I, come along? I was on the tail end of that yeah. because you could buy unlimited texting. Yeah, yeah. But my parents chose not to, but they bought me a phone with a full keyboard. Uh-huh. And they reaped the benefits of that one one time (laughs) i'm sure they did (laughs) so yeah i mean i I think that's a good good thing a good point to make is like so much of what we do that might make the list of future episodes is let's talk about convenience yeah so so here's the whole thing again you might want to just chop that out but understanding and perspective is so very important and what we find with the new testament is that it directly quotes, I mean, the New Testament, you, you posted this a while back, it was something that I said in a message, but I mean, in what we find in the Old Testament is, is New Testament uh, imagery and thought, it, it's concealed, but in the New Testament, what we find is the Old Testament is revealed. Yes. Um, and in many cases, it's answered. You know, mm-hmm. the questions that appear in the Old Testament are answered in the New Testament. Yes. And that's perspective and understanding that, and so... When you even look in the New Testament, I, regarding Leviticus, it, it's quoted at least 15 times, more than 15 times. Mm-hmm. Um, Leviticus is, is quoted, which is more than uh, most of the other books of the Bible, with the exception of uh, five books. Psalms is quoted a lot in the New Testament. The book of Isaiah, of course, is a lot in the New Testament because there's so much in there regarding you know Jesus and um, Savior, Messiah. Um, Genesis, we find a lot in the New Testament, Exodus and Deuteronomy. So the fifth book, uh, I mean, this is the sixth book that's quoted the most in, in the New Testament. It's up there. And then and those are like, those are like direct quotes. quotes so, right. so it shows up. So this understanding and appreciation perspective of Leviticus Mm-hmm. is shown in the New Testament. And you could just read through something like the book of Hebrews mm-hmm. um, and not understand. Or the the um, passage out of First Peter on Sunday that we did, where I had you put in red words that were a direct connection to the Levitical right. writings. Mm-hmm. You realize, oh, I mean, you see all this. You see mm-hmm. it over and over again. So 
What were you going to say? Well, I've heard it said before that uh, the New Testament doesn't need the Old Testament to for it to be less impactful, but the we need the Old Testament to understand what God is doing in the New Testament. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's true. I mean, yeah, I I think I could agree with that. Yeah, it, I mean, it it's more for like it's more for our understanding of what God's doing mm-hmm. by by showing all the work that He's done. Right. As opposed to, because there, you know, there's some people that say, well, we only really need the New Testament. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, that's when you but, go, well, exactly. is it all scripture God breathed? Like, exactly. is all scripture beneficial and, for, you and know. So us? you have to include the Old Testament for our mortal brains to comprehend mm-hmm. what he's doing in the New Testament. Yeah. It, what makes it the New Testament? Exactly. What makes it a new covenant? Mm-hmm. Um, well, there was an old one. Yeah. And it, it just, it couldn't be fulfilled. So, I mean, yeah. They have to be together. Um, so not only are these direct quotes uh, in the New Testament from Leviticus, but there are hundreds of references just to the word or term law. Yeah. Which, in the New Testament, which, um, as I mentioned Sunday, all of Leviticus is law. Now, you also see some law in Deuteronomy and Exodus as well, but... and even a little bit in numbers, I believe, but you're going to find judges that most of the, I mean, primary is, is out of there. So the law is important. The reference to Leviticus important. So, um, so here's something I think is important thinking about reference and understanding is going back into the book before Leviticus, which is in the book of Exodus. When God says to the Israelites at Mount Sinai, um, he says, if you, in, if you indeed, this is out of Exodus 19, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you, excuse me, you will be my own possession among all the peoples and you'll be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, which you find that language in, in the Levitical law, right? Mm-hmm. So here is God setting them apart. And, um, and there's a response that the people have. They you see this in um, Exodus 19, also in Exodus 24. They hear God speak. Um, the Ten Commandments have been given, and they say, you know, whatever you say, God, we will do. And the Lord has spoken. We will do it. We will do what you have said. And so God is setting up. He's telling the Israelites, if you do. All that I say, if you keep these commandments perfectly, you shall be holy and you'll be priest. And they say, all right, we can do that. We'll be obedient. But guess what? What? They couldn't do it. <laughs> um, Shocker. So, right. So how long did it take for them to disobey? Well, only a, few, a little bit later. I mean, Moses is up there getting the Ten Commandments and there's like a, there's a holy, um, a holy cow uh, party going on. Down below. I would love to know the thought process. I mean, I don't. Like, I think Aaron oh, was we're go- scared out of his mind, and so he was going to do whatever kept the people from rioting. I, I guess. That's what I, think. I, don't, I don't know. So it's like, give me all your gold. I don't know what was happening. It was. I, I mean, I say I don't understand, but then again, I'm like, uh, we do. We do. We just don't have a golden cow. Right. Right. It's other things. Else, right. Right. We have a golden corral. Oh, we don't, but I mean, you know, there's, there's uh, one in Tifton. (laughs) There used to be one here. Um, so, so God knowing that they could not meet the requirement of the law, God never intended to save them for through the law. He intended to, uh, keep them within the, there was not a, where God was like, all right, I'm going to try this one first. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> so Jesus was always the plan. Messiah was always the plan. Savior was always the plan. But they needed to understand why they needed a Messiah and understand and and have that why the sacrifice was necessary. Because mm-hmm. because it had already been proved that they can't yeah. hold to the law. They've because yeah. there was only one law. Yep. And they broke that. Right. So. What then was the purpose of the law if not to give Israel like the standard of perfection that they could achieve? This is what Paul says in Galatians 3.24. He says, let me put it another way, he writes, the law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. So I I like how the, the New Living Translation uses that term as our guardian because that's really, it's almost like, um, I don't know. I kind of think of guardrails that kind of keep us, you know, when you go bowling, have yeah. you taken your girls bowling yet? No. All right. And then you put up the bumpers, mm-hmm. right? It's going to keep that ball down the lane. Mm-hmm. And that's where I view like Leviticus and, and old Testament law is it's these guardrails just to keep us going from going off into, you know, oblivion. Mm-hmm. But, but that in and of itself is not going to just to stay with the bowling thing is not going to guarantee a strike. Right, I don't right. know. That's horrible. But, but it's the point of like, there's a, it's an understanding of this is what, um, this is a way to live a holy life, but there was no way, shape or form that it was going to guarantee, uh, uh, holiness yeah. or anything like that. So before Jesus came, was mm-hmm. it almost like a faith plus works? Um, oh, to, well, to, it was... A f- to make salvation kind of work? Yes. It was a faith plus works plus, plus, a, plus sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you... And, and then the Day of Atonement, which was the sacrifice for all the people. Gotcha. So, yeah, it was a constant. Mm-hmm. A constant. And Always that's if you were a devout person. Yes. I mean, imagine how many people just were like, I can't. I'm, I I'm can't done. keep up yeah, with it. Yeah, so... So the purpose of the law was never to save, but it was to point people to Jesus, to, mm-hmm. to teach people about uh, the Messiah, the coming Christ, and, and to lead us to him. Um, obviously, uh, uh, you and I were talking about philosophy and stuff earlier before we started recording. Um, God um, always knew that humanity would not obey the law, which you can go into this whole idea of, well, what did he know? And I mean, he knows everything. He's God. Like, yeah, I, we, we <laughs> another just wanna, podcast. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> which we've kind of already done. Yeah, we have. We, we've right? done this. We have. So, so he knew that, that the ability of people to obey the law, that we just, that there would be the stain of sin, that, that we could not live the perfect life. And this was all a result of, you know, sin from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, yeah. we, humanity chose to, to, you know, well, they didn't choose to leave perfection, but by, by their sin, they were cast out from perfection. Um, but so, uh, knowing this, God in his mercy, which is so key to all this, set up his plan of salvation to, to deal with our needs, to deal with our imperfections. I don't know if deal is really the right word, but that's what I'm saying. Um, but from the very beginning, God's plan of salvation included the sacrifice of his son. Mm-hmm. It always, this was from the beginning of sin entering in, this was the plan. Yeah. Cause, the plan. cause I mean, Adam and Eve had to sacrifice something and it showed the example mm-hmm. of, Jesus being the sacrifice. I mean, that's the whole, yeah. The symbolization of the sacrifice is the sacrifice that's coming, right. which to, is Jesus. Yeah, like they're not. He's not doing it because he, because God wants a bunch of lambs dead. 
No. He wants to keep no. in their mind that the real lamb is coming. Right, right. And no. keep and mm-hmm. keep a rev, rev, relevant thought process of what the promise is going to be fulfilled. Right. And, and that's why it's always, mm-hmm. they never got too, he made it a law, so it never got too far away from the real meaning of what's coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the sacrifice uh, was always, I mean, the sacrifice was necessary in order to restore relationship. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really what this is about, yeah. which is why he is merciful. He wants to restore relationship, but he can't with a, a sinful people. No. And so, I mean, it's all hinged on that. And mm-hmm. so the only way was for Jesus to be the sacrifice. Um, back in Genesis 3, God tells, it's a, it's kind of a promise, but it, he tells Eve that her seed would crush Satan's head. That was a promise. But God sets up this, and, and you know, you lean, you look through history yeah. and lineage, mm-hmm. and, and you find that, um, that's talking about Jesus. Um, God sets up the sacrificial system to serve as this series of examples, illustrations, uh, a series of pictures of what Jesus would accomplish on the cross. And so when you look now back at Leviticus, which I think we obviously have the benefit of, yeah. we get to look back at Leviticus. Um, you know, one of the things I said Sunday was um, we live after the cross. The Israelites lived before the cross. So as we view Leviticus, we need to view it through the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it is just a set of laws. Yeah. Otherwise, it is just, as you said, works. Yep. Um, so we have to view Leviticus through the cross, which means some things have been fulfilled and some things have just been our continuation, which we mm-hmm. talked about. Yeah. Um, so we see all this. Here's just, a, um, I don't know, a, a few of these highlights a little bit, but um, the early chapters of Leviticus emphasize, there's this huge uh, emphasis on on blood, on the importance of blood over and over and over again. And when you uh, when you look at it, um, new life requires death of the old life. That's how Leviticus sets this up. Mm-hmm. Um, that in order to have new life, death must occur. Um, which is, again, we view that through the cross and you go, oh, okay, got mm. it. Um, God's whole plan of salvation is not to try to make us better, you know, to reform us. Um, but his plan is not just for, as Paul said, that we should be a living sacrifice as well as believers, but we should die to who we once were. We should live in newness of life because of Christ. So there's a death on his part, so we have new life, and then there's a death on our part, so we live into that new life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what it should look like. Um, so it, you see this emphasis on blood in the early chapters of Leviticus, and then in these chapters, there's this n- definite need stressed over and over again of of humanity's dependence on God, if we even want to try to be pure and whole. Right. Right. So the dependence, even in the sacrificial system of Leviticus, it's all hinged on this is what God said to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So possible? Not really. Some, I'm sure there were some people who had all the gold stars, but, 
you know, like that's not, that's just a, a, like a sticker reference. That wasn't actually a gold star from Leviticus. Um, so, <laughs> so there's this I, issue yeah. of, of blood, of um, dependence on God. And then um, this, the purity and the holiness are essential um, in Leviticus. But they're also, you see this in, when you look at the, um, New Testament writings, when you look at the epistles, when you mm-hmm. look at um, a lot of the things that, that Paul wrote and James and many others are this um, being set apart. Um, and I think that's important to the whole aspect of it is that if we want to be effective agents for uh, God, uh, that there is a set apartness that we mm-hmm. need to, I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a word, but that we need to be a part of that we need to live into that we need to examine in our own lives which is why our lives should look different than those who don't claim to follow the lord right uh-oh <sighs> beep me so um so there's a I, I wanted to take a little step into um something uh else um that i think i, I really will will go over this again Probably in a week or two, um, in, 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 this will show up a little bit in messages. But when we think about the law, when we think about the detail of the law yeah. that, um, that you find in beyond the sacrifices, but then the whole idea of being clean and unclean, mm-hmm. and that if you touch something imp- that's been deemed impure, what you have to go through to be made pure again. Um, you know, there's just, and it gets pretty, I mean, pretty graphic in some ways. I mean, it, you it should also almost come with like an adult theme, some of the stuff in Leviticus. Yeah. yeah. There's not much of Leviticus in the Precious Moments Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's not not too many appearances of that because no. there's a lot of blood and just you not, know not a things. lot of not a lot of yeah uh, illustrations yeah not not a lot of that so but here's a thought that I really want all of us to start to start to understand and and we'll dive into this more down the road but why so much emphasis on what is clean and unclean because in that regard that when you look at leviticus as an overarching theme there's a whole section on what's clean and unclean and then there's a section on what's holy and unholy Mm. and they're they're separated there's a difference yeah um now they end up bleeding into each other (laughs) but um but the just the clean and unclean part Mm mm-hmm why? Well, Why? It it gave people a better s- standard of life from abstaining of certain things. It, it right, and that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand. It's just like, oh well, you just God said this, you don't do this, so you don't do this. But there was a when you think about it, um, we you and I, we listeners, we live in this day in this age in a developed world where there is a pill that cures almost anything. If my um, great-grandfather, Milton, had had a tetanus shot... He would have been fine. He wouldn't have lost his hand. Yep. So it's easy for us to forget that it wasn't too long ago that even uh, antibiotics weren't... They didn't exist, much less if they were available or not. I mean, it's... Yeah. Case in point, it has been in our lifetime that you can eat pork like you can a steak now. Right. Pork oh, used to be yeah. one of those things where you only had you well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you can you can get a medium pork chop because if you of want. the antibiotics and whatnot. And and there are people 
that I know oh, no. that listen to this podcast that will not touch pork. Yeah. Unless it's well done because of everything they've been taught, <laughs> taught about how pork is prepared. So she's not going to go out and eat a... Is prime rib pork? I don't know. I don't know. Is it beef? I don't, I don't know. know. I can't we don't know prime our meats. Rib. We don't know our meats. Produce all day. <laughs> Meat? Nah, I got nothing. So when we read... Going a whole back, all the way back to this whole idea of perspective and understanding. When we read an ancient document like Leviticus, and let's remember, it's a, it is an ancient document. It is 3,000 years old. When we read an ancient document like Leviticus, it's easy to think, okay, God, this is kind of weird. This is a little strange. Uh, why Why are you micromanaging all of this? Why did you? Why did we go in such minutiae detail of, of what we can and cannot do? Because obviously he had to. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. What's the what's behind that? Yeah. The reality is that the best way to avoid many illnesses and diseases, even today, is with behavior change. Yes. I mean, what someone goes in and their their blood sh- like they're like, Yeah, you're diabetic. What do you do? What is the first thing the doctor says? Behavior change. Yep. Of what you're eating mm-hmm. and and start exercising. And then like, and then if you can't control yourself, I'll give you a pill to take right, care of it. Right, right. So And I, I mean, know that's not the case for everybody and I, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Overarching, I get you. So behavior change um is far more effective disease deterrent than than medicine is. And I think most doctors would tell you that. Yeah. If your behavior change is different, then then there you go. So it's why in third world countries which we think of that and go oh but like it's almost just like going back in time when Mm -hmm. you think about most of the third world countries it's like going backwards into a lack of uh convenience infrastructure convenience yeah we keep going back to that so people getting clean drinking water in Mm -hmm. third world countries um eliminates illnesses and diseases Mm -hmm. um this is off topic, but that's actually, I had a pastor that would say that's why people drank wine in Bible oh, yeah. times. Oh, and yeah. that, that's how he justified Jesus turning mm-hmm. water into wine. He was actually making it going from unclean to clean. Oh, I never heard that. Yeah. Oh, that's significant. Yeah. Yeah, but even the, you know, some people want to be like, well, it wasn't really fermented. I'm like, yes, it was. Yeah. And the whole reason was the fermentation. Because made it clean. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but yeah, it's, it would be far more effective, uh, to take a village in a third world country and get them a water well with clean drinking water, um, make sure that it's good or, or bring in water, whatever you do, than it would be to give out, you know, Pepto to everybody for dysentery. Like it just, that's, that's not the end all be all. So there's, there's a reason for cleanliness laws Mm -hmm. that God sets up, um, so if, um, you know, in these third world countries, if, you know, if kids are taught like, hey, don't go play in the pig pen where the pigs defecate yeah, <laughs> and you're not playing in pig poop, like it's going to be, you're not going to get sick. You're not mm-hmm. going to get parasites. You're not going to have this kind of stuff. So someone hands you a shrimp taco and it's three days walk <laughs> from the beach. Don't eat the taco. Gas station sushi. No. That's in Leviticus. <laughs> Basically. It's a hidden... It's. A <laughs> but but we, we laugh at it, but that's the kind of... Like, yes. If you upheld yeah. those laws in Leviticus mm-hmm. to, to the cleanliness standard of 
preparation of the day, you were going to live a better life. Yes. And and that was the whole purpose of those. And it uses the words laws, but I mean, you could take the word more what we use today as standards. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was standards for a better life. Do this. Yep. Yep. For sure. And I think, you know, when we... So I said on Sunday, we need to view Leviticus through the cross. Mm-hmm. I think what we often do is we view Leviticus through convenience. Mm-hmm. And therefore we go, well, this didn't have anything to do with me because none right. of this matters. Mm-hmm. But you view it through the cross. It matters. And it matters. A whole heck of a lot. And so that's kind of the key point I, I see over and over. So, you know... All Leviticus is filled with clean and unclean imagery and language and rules. But, you know, think of it like this. As God was forming this new nation, brought them out of slavery, wants them to be separate from the influence and everything that was upon them in Egypt, brings them out, and he gives them these rules for how to live life, the, the only way to guarantee the health and well-being of the community was to give them these cleanliness laws. Yes. There was no such thing as a daily shower. Nope. <laughs> um, they didn't have powerful detergents. They didn't have, um, I mean, you're, you're dealing, you know, so when, when someone was injured, you didn't have antiseptic. You know, uh, if mold or mildew came along, you didn't have you know, 409 or some mm-hmm. bleach spray to put on there. You didn't have these things. And so if those things go unchecked, an entire nation can be wiped out. Yeah. Like, I mean, they can all just get something and, and be done. And so the survival of God's people and their ability to thrive, so that means childbearing and all mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. their ability to thrive was rooted in their behavior based on God's law. Yeah. And that is, you view that through the cross and you go, okay, God's word for me today it is, I'm, for, in order for me to survive and thrive, like what is God's word saying to me? What is it speaking to his people? What is it saying to the church? Because it's not just an individual thing. It mm-hmm. is a corporate thing. Um and I think that's a, an application that we should all take in yeah. and consider is, are we viewing Leviticus through convenience or are we viewing Leviticus through the cross? And if it's through the cross, then we understand that, yes, there was a super intentionality in that moment in Leviticus, mm-hmm. but it still carries over to us today. Yes, in our spiritual lives, but even also in our physical lives mm-hmm. as well. I mean, there's there are behaviors and uh, things that we are a part of or we struggle with that for our health would be better if we bring it through that lens mm-hmm. and, and apply it to our lives. Oh, yeah, you know, 100%. I mean, my community group Sunday night, we spent a lot of time talking about... Um, technology in regard to our kids mm-hmm. and how that has impacted them mm-hmm. and so you talk about behavior change you yeah. know that's one of those things that we were talking about as parents like what can how can we bring behavior change um within our homes um and this is all under the umbrella of as christians as believers um to have influence on our kids you know what does that look like and so this Leviticus has an impact on us today, and I just I want to make sure that we all keep that in our mind and our thoughts um, as we go through the series and just as we apply it. Um, I know that 
Uh, Justin said that Portal started our college ministry saw, uh, Monday night. They're doing a series through Hebrews. I mm-hmm. know a couple of different people who are doing like they, they meet one on one, you know, mentorship, mm-hmm. discipleship, mm-hmm. and they're going through Hebrews as well. And that's one of the things I've said a few times is, hey, read Hebrews as you read Leviticus. And you see that basically Hebrews is looking at Leviticus through the cross. Yes. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we made any like points today that I hope that were helpful, but we'll, we'll, you know, whatever. So we no, I, no, I, <laughs> we did more than filter. I know, I know, I know, I know. No, I mean, this, Leviticus is one of those books and I love that we're talking about it because Leviticus is one of those books, at least in my walk, I've, I've noticed that my generation and maybe the generation below me, I don't know, but like to use Leviticus as, uh, ways to call Christians hypocrites. Ooh, yeah. So going through Leviticus and trying to explain some of these things, I mm-hmm. think is fantastic mm-hmm. because it because it gives us a little bit. I don't want to say firepower, but understanding mm-hmm. of why why these things are are in place or yeah. were in place or how they were fulfilled. Yeah. Yep. And I and I think I think that's really important because that's one of you know a younger me just went I don't know just huh. I'm good with it now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I eat Jesus. Bacon. I eat bacon on a sandwich, you know, <laughs> because of Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Jesus, for this bacon, for this BLT. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I think it's really good because this is this is one of the books that the enemy uses a lot, mm-hmm. and that we tend to not understand as well. Yeah, because it is good, an Old Testament. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because some people go, "What? The enemy doesn't use the Bible." <laughs> Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> because he because he preys on our uh, ignorance of it. Yep, 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 yep. Even the demons believe. Yep, and they shudder. Mm-hmm. So, as James said. Um, so, I think that's all for our time today. Yeah. Anything coming up? We need to. I will say we've got. Um, this is a little bit down the road, but with our fallish weather we have today, like seventy something degrees. Of course, it's going to be 90 by the time this, this drops, probably. Tomorrow. Um, but um, the end of October, October 30th, is our Porch, Porch Fest, Fest, which is our fall festival-type deal. Um, and because it's before Halloween, we're going to say, hey, wear your costumes, you know, yep. as long as they're not super-duper creepy. Um, but we're going to have a really, really good time. Yep. Um, we're going to have a chili cook-off. Mm-hmm. Um, our and community groups are going to do trunk or treats or games. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Our our community group had like a twenty minute conversation <laughs> yesterday via text, <laughs> and then we're meeting tonight. Hey, I've heard from several community groups, and I'm excited about the things we're doing. We're going to throw some axes. Yeah, so within a cage, so parameters, Aww. you know, boundaries. It should be like paintball with axes. No, for the sake of our health. There's a cage around it. It's keeping us. It's a guardrail. It's a guardian, so we don't hurt each other. And for other. the sake of our entity, we will have you sign a waiver. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, but yeah, there's going to be chili cook-offs. Some bounce uh, houses. Some food. Yeah, Kristen's got some stuff worked out. Yep. We're going to have a f- pretty fun food truck this time. I don't yeah. want to give it away quite Face yet. Face painting, like just a lot of good stuff. Yeah, so. this is going to be this is going to be a fun one. Yep. So Sunday, October 30th, 4 to 6 p.m. Here's the thing, porch community, that I'm speaking to you, listener, right now is yes we're looking forward to this time but we really 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 want people to start considering now who you can invite you mm-hmm. know somebody if you ask them to go to church today they're like nah but you ask them to come to a fall festival and they're down for that yep. so bring them 
and they can find out how weird we are. And yep. maybe they will want to be a part of our weirdness and it's a follow Jesus weird. in a good, weird way. Yeah. So. On um, that note. <laughs> so that's coming up. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else. We're just continuing in the series. and No, and I mean, it's, it's just kind of great being in the full swing of things. Yeah. Uh, Porch Kids is rolling on Wednesdays and Sundays, and uh, students are going full force, mm-hmm. and community groups are rocking and rolling. It's it's just really great to be in the full swing again. Yep, it is good. It's very good. So, Well, uh, thank you, listener, for being with us today. We look forward to seeing you soon and talking to you again. Have a great rest of your week. See you, bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.